Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Hanks, and over there with me today to talk about the wonder, the, the modern wonder that is self-publishing. And I, I mean that, that's that's a double-edged statement there, uh, and we can probably get into some of that. But it's Philip Chase. Philip, how are you? I'm doing great, Craig. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about self-publishing and fantasy. And I had a great time last time we talked about Beowulf, and I'm sure this is going to be more of the same. <laughs> well, I hope so. I it, This is uh, a subject that I think uh, listeners will find both interesting and helpful, whether they are writers or not, because mm -hmm. I, I find, I find joy in being, a, uh, at least a somewhat more savvy consumer of things, uh, you know, whatever that thing may be understanding a little bit about, uh, how the sausage is made to use the old cliche, yeah. uh, can inform your decisions on what kind of art you take in and how you take it in and how you understand it. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's kind of the goal of this is whether you're a writer who's looking at self-publishing or you're a reader who says either, you know, I'm looking for great self-published books or I'll never read anything that's self-published because X, Y, or Z, you know, people have their reasons. I'm hoping this conversation will be illuminating. Um, so to, well, uh, you know what, I should do my uh, my housekeeping first. Go to thelegendarium.com for the links to Discord, to uh, Patreon. Uh, and there's also, let's see, I'm trying to think if this episode is coming out before our 10th anniversary celebration, but there is a link to that. Uh, that'll happen in February, 2024. So <clears throat> people can check that out uh, if it hasn't already occurred yet. Um, and then the other thing is make sure you hit the show notes because I will provide links to Philip's YouTube channel, which you should definitely check out, uh, as well as his books. So, Philip, The Way of Edan is the first book in your, is it the Edan trilogy? Yes, it is. Okay. Correct. That is correct. Which you were kind enough to send me a copy of. So uh -huh. I've got it here. And sure enough, you flip to the, uh, the copyright page and it's very, very small there's not much to worry about there because you indeed self-published. Why don't you just, uh, why don't we start at 30,000 feet at the beginning and say, and ask the question, why did you self-publish? What was going through your mind and what were some of the uh, concerns and hopes you had for the process? Oh, sure. Yeah. Happy to go there. To tell you the truth, I initially, And when I say initially, we're talking, I, I started writing in 2004 mm -hmm. and finished a draft of what would become books one and two by 2007. At that point, I started to look for an agent. It took me, because I thought I was going to go the traditional route back mm -hmm. then. And it took me a few years, but by the end of 2011, I had an agent. Yay. So <laughs> essentially I won the lottery once, uh, but to published traditionally, you have to win the lottery, not once, not twice, but three times really to be successful <laughs> in traditionally pub, uh, in the traditional publishing world. Uh, so you have to get an agent. That's lottery number one. Uh, that's just, you at first, of course, you have to write a, a book that some agent is going to be interested in, right? So that's mm. a lot of hard work to begin with, but then you have to find an agent. There's a whole process to that, querying, et cetera. And then the other time you win the lottery, number two, is when that agent convinces a publisher to take on the project. Uh, and that's uh, that's an even more rarer occurrence. And then the third time you win the lottery uh, in traditional publishing is when the, the publisher actually backs your book. Because oh, I was just going to get there. Yeah. yeah. As you know, probably, you know, a, a traditional publisher, this is the way I understand that it works. Um, you basically have... Um, let's say they publish 20 books in the year and one or two of them are doing really well. Those are the ones they're going to put everything behind and the rest are on their own. You know, they're, 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 they leave them to wither or it's really up to the author to get out there and, and, uh, hustle and, and market their own book essentially. Mm. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I did get a, an agent and, uh, we, for several years, um, as I finished what would become books one and two, and then eventually three, uh, he did do a few pitches and we didn't get anywhere. And finally, near the end of 2022, we just had a conversation, a very frank and helpful conversation. Because I really loved working with the guy. He was fantastic. He, he was very helpful to me. 
And uh, he served as a kind of uh, developmental editor as well mm -hmm. and helped me to improve the books. And that's what a good agent will do. Um, but uh, we, we agreed that it just the kind of writing I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing very, you might have heard, more classical kind of fantasy mixed with modern, but a lot of classical medieval type fantasy vibes. And that's not what publishers are looking for these days. Um, so I basically decided along with my agent, yeah, let's just go ahead and try to self-publish. And of course, I didn't just uh, you know wake up one morning and say, "Yep, let's do it." Uh, it took a lot of homework and research and uh, looking into it. And I did eventually do it in 2023. I published all three books in one year, which, by the way, you probably could never do with a traditional publisher. You put out all right. three books of the trilogy in one year, but I had written the books. I had been working on them for years, so I thought, "What? Why not?" I, I have creative control. I have control over the timeline. This is the, one of the big advantages to self-publishing. Uh, and I also, by the way, in addition to that agent, I worked with a developmental editor that I hired, uh, a great fellow by the name of A.P. Canavan, uh, mm, who yep. has a YouTube channel called The Critical Dragon. Brilliant person. He's uh, been on the pod, yeah. A friend yep. of the pod, A.P. Canavan. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he's, he's just absolutely brilliant, uh, and I love working with him. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's a very important thing I mentioned because if you are going to go self-publishing, I, I believe it's important to do it right, and and mm. it's not cheap. Um, but uh, you know, they estimate you'd spend anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars to self-publish a book if you're doing all these things. You get a, a good artist, you get a cover designer, you have you know, if I have, I have a map in my book, I had to hire a guy to make the map look nice. You know, all these steps. Uh, so I had to learn a lot and I had to learn how to use Vellum, which is a, a, a software that you can use to format your book and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but I have no regrets that I was in a, essentially forced into self-publishing, not forced because I didn't have to publish, but uh, because <laughs> right. I, I didn't make it into traditional publishing. Uh, I, I actually wish I had looked into self-publishing earlier to tell you the truth um, yeah. because it's been such a satisfying process. And these days, it is so viable and even in some respects more desirable than traditional publishing. Well, you know, you say you wish you had considered it earlier and who knows what, when would have been the right time. Right. That's part of the, uh, part of the crapshoot that is all media really uh, ask any movie studio executive or a TV executive or a publishing uh, person, ask them, you know, what what's the secret sauce and everybody any, anybody who knows what they're talking about in that arena will throw up their hands and say <laughs> i have no idea i made my millions on luck you know or whatever yeah um, it takes the right book with the right audience at the right time and you never know what that time is going to be i will say this for anybody listening who uh, hasn't picked up the Adan trilogy you maybe should because i'm I'm hearing rumblings just on our Discord server on t uh, uh, on Twitter, what Twitter X, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Um, <laughs> there, there are people who are picking up the book, and the word of mouth is uh, is a wonderful thing, right? It's oh yeah, going to be your most powerful tool as a self published author. Anyway, yeah. so people should definitely check it out. Um, let me. Oh, you know what? I want to go back into something you were saying earlier. So you and your agent decided, okay, so self-publishing is going to be the route to go. Yeah. Brass tacks. Does that mean that you and your agent decided, okay, it's time for us to part ways because an agent is supposed to find you a publisher or did yeah. the agent stay on during the self-publishing process in some capacity? How did that work? Yeah. I'd love to address that. Uh, first, I do want to mention that, um, I really enjoy talking to the green team of the Legendarium about oh, yeah. books. So we, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk to them about all three books separately. And then so mm -hmm. they covered uh, the trilogy. Uh, so some of my favorite conversations about the trilogy actually were done by the green team. So, yeah. Hey, you know what? How many plugs can we fit in in the first 10 minutes? Like, this is an <laughs> awesome record. And you know what? It's, you're right. Those discussions were a lot of fun. So shout out to the green team big yep. time. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, um, the agent and I had a really great conversation and we agreed that I would go the self-publishing route and which means he gets nothing out of it. You know, um, mm. he has no, you know, stake, let's say no financial stake in my success at this point. However, he, he, we just agreed with each other that if at some point 
a traditional publisher for some reason became interested in taking me on, uh, that he would represent me again. So he mm. would be happy to come back in <coughs> and fulfill that, that agent role. Um, and that's just, I think an, an individual case by case thing. Um, that right. Is, is that like a handshake agreement or you pretty much. have something down in writing? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much handshake. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which as long as you've got two people who are good at keeping their handshake arrangements is a okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Well, I almost okay. feel bad because he put, you know, he put time, he read all my books. He gave me editorial feedback. Right. Uh, I think I, he helped me make them better and he's getting nothing out of it at this point. Um, so I would actually be really happy to work with him again if that were ever mm -hmm. necessary. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so, well, let's see. I, I'm getting some questions from listeners in Discord, so I'm just making sure that uh, there isn't something that I should slot in right here. Cool. But uh, let me let me go this. Oh, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Cody Lloyd's question. Okay, because this is another kind of broad question that could take us any number of directions. Okay. Cody Lloyd uh, caveats this by saying, I am definitely planning self-publishing. Okay. So keep that in mind. Okay. And he asks for advice for someone, <laughs> raises his hand, that's written a couple of novels, but isn't sure what the next steps should really be to move forward, actually getting them out into the world. So you've got the content. Let me, let me put this into terms <laughs> that, uh, that I want, I also want people to be familiar with, and that's um, it, whether it's podcasts or YouTube videos, the content that I put out there and that you put out there that, you know, it's not your books, but all sorts of content creation, there's the core piece of content. But like you alluded to earlier, there are 20, 50, 100 other steps that go into getting it out into the world. So if it's a YouTube video, sure, you've got your raw video. But now you've got to edit it down. Now yeah. you've got to now you got to do the color editing. Oh, you got to make sure the audio is nice. Okay, do you have an intro package? Oh, do you have a thumbnail that's going to be compelling? Mm -hmm. how, how good are you at titling? You know, there's a million things besides that core piece of content. So yep. Cody Lloyd, I think, is asking. All right, I've got the novels written. You know, maybe yeah. they're in a Google Doc or something. What now? What's yeah. the next step? Uh, my instinct is to, if, if Cody has not yet done this, uh, find a good developmental editor. And mm. also I, I did my own, so I'm an English professor as in my day job and I'm very used to doing proofreading. So I did my own copy editing, uh, but a lot of people hire a copy editor and those are two separate things. Uh, developmental mm. editor, copy editor, two very different things. Uh, you would want to go with the developmental editor first. And the last stage uh, of the writing is going to be copy editing, uh, where you're fixing all the little typos and in the commas mm -hmm. and all the, the, the little things. Um, I did not myself hire a copy editor, though, because I felt more or less uh, that I, I hope anyway, after, you know, 25 <laughs> years of being an English professor, <laughs> that I know where a comma goes uh, and all that stuff. This um, Oh, this is actually a really interesting spot for me to interject. I yeah. I often say there's no such thing. And this goes for short, short form writing as well. You know, I do a lot of blogs and that sort of thing. Um, there's no such thing as self editing, uh, uh, which I think is true, but is obviously most true of uh, developmental stages. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about how do I arrange this section? Where does this chapter go? Uh, you know, is the is the pacing right throughout the book, right? Versus a copy yeah. editor who's going line by line. Correct. Um, Correct. Through the minutia, right? So that that one, I think that's fair. You can do that yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm really glad that I went and got the professional help. Uh, and it's not cheap, uh, I have to say. It's thousands of dollars. Uh, there are um, uh, editor association websites that you can go to and find out the rates. Um, and it does differ a little bit according to genre, um, but it, it is not cheap. It, it, it'll add up to thousands. Um, just for the uh, developmental editing. Um, but I'm very glad I did it. Uh, it did help me to make the books, uh, I feel, as, as good as I can make them. Mm. So I think <laughs> that would be my, be my advice to Cody is to think about um, an editor uh, and uh, to find a professional if you can't afford it. Uh, and the other steps would be to uh, engage a, a good artist. And again, if you if you hire someone who's a well-known uh, painter in who who does a lot of fantasy covers, 
you're going to spend thousands of dollars uh, on that. Um, but you can find people who are just getting going, uh, artists who are who work more digitally. Um, I personally would not go with an AI cover. They're, of course, <laughs> very cheap, uh, but a lot of people will refuse to buy your, your book if there's anything AI about it at all. So I would steer away from AI entirely, even if it's tempting to get an AI cover because, yeah, you can do it for almost nothing. Um, but, right. but yeah, so those are all those things to consider. And then there's the marketing part, which we'll talk about, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, let's let's stick with kind of that initial I've got my content <clears throat> now what question. My brother is an accountant who uh -huh. works with dentists and helps them buy dental practices. And never in your life have you heard of a more exciting job, right? <laughs> <laughs> but part of his pitch uh is if you know, if you hire my company, you're not just getting an accountant, you're getting somebody who's worked in this industry for a long time. So I know all of the bankers, the lawyers, the brokers, the people you need to know to make this whole thing happen. When you say your next step should be a developmental editor, that started like pinging those centers in my brain. And I'm thinking, uh, is, is that part of the consideration where you're, is there a hub? Could you hire somebody for, you know, uh, several thousand dollars to do an edit of your book and also be getting somebody who knows other people in the industry and can plug you in with agents uh, and with publishers. Is that a fair uh, assumption? Yes. Yes, uh, indeed. I mean, there are a lot of places you can go to meet people. Uh, one thing you can do is to look at the acknowledgements in books that you like, whether they be self-published or traditionally published and find out the names of people who work as advanced readers or developmental mm. editors. Uh, you know, for example, the AP Canavan, who is my developmental editor, is also an advanced reader for Steven Erickson and Ian Esselmont and, and other fantasy writers. Um, so you'll find his name in the acknowledgements. Uh, so that's one way, one method, I suppose. Uh, the other thing I would strongly advise anyone who's considering uh, self-publishing is to get ahead and start networking on uh, Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or whatever and, and uh, become part of the uh, self-publishing community that exists there. There's a whole fantasy self-publishing community out there. And these are people who, are, who tend to be very supportive of one another. And if you put out a tweet or a, a post, is that what we're calling them now? A post or a tweet? Who knows? Put out a tweet just saying, hi, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, an aspiring self-publishing author. I'm looking for some you know, great people who do uh, developmental editing. Anyone have any suggestions? You know? And you will get an outpouring you know, of, of uh, suggestions. And you can do your homework on those people. Um, as well. So, which I definitely advise you to do. Um, you know, as I said, it's good to work with somebody who likes the sort of thing that you're trying to do. Um, right. So it does behoove you to do your homework. So yeah, it's not not just first come first serve, I'll take anybody yeah. as my developmental editor, you you want to make sure there's a good match there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see, I've got, ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Lady Sweden on discord can't hear us. She can't hear us right now, but oh. she asks how big a difference did it make to have a professional editor? Any advice for others who can't get AP? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so if, if somebody can't go that route, you know, Hey, I just don't have the capital to hire somebody to do that. Yeah. Gosh, are you up a Creek? What do you do? I understand that. And um, so there are groups, authors will get together sometimes and give each other feedback, which is valuable, I think. And sometimes that can go very wrong uh, if you have somebody who's a little sensitive or you know, mm -hmm. maybe there's just bad group dynamics. But, but I've heard of it going right as well. And there are uh, a lot of people who will say, yeah, I got a lot out of my editing group that I was part of. So that's a more affordable possible option. I remember hearing about something a hundred years ago called the, the, the tinklings or the winklings or something, whatever. <laughs> the dinklings. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they might've helped each other a little bit, a wee bit there, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there is that option. And, um, Obviously, you're going to show your book to your, your close friends. Well, I, don't, I did anyway. Uh, maybe not everyone would do this, but your, your friends and your family. The problem there is they want to be supportive of you. And it's hard to be critical of someone you're close to. 
and sometimes they just don't have the the uh, the vocabulary or the, right, the, 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 the know-how to, to actually give you. There is a big difference between somebody like AP and and your mother, you know, who unless your mother is a developmental editor, <laughs> um, <laughs> because it, most of the time your mother is going to be this is great, sweetie, you know, and and not really know how to give you the kind of feedback you're going to need to make it better. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean there is. There are ways, cheaper ways to go about it, um, but I think ultimately, if you can possibly afford um, the developmental editor, it is something to think about. You also think need to think about though uh, um, how much you want to spend on this because uh, a, a lot of people, the vast majority, don't make money self-publishing. Uh, so, having a marketing plan is very important as well, especially if you're going to put in the capital to hire a developmental editor and a good artist, et cetera. Yeah. You know, this is a, uh, this is a personal question. So feel free to punt if you'd like to, but okay. let me ask you what your goal was by publishing at all. You know, whether you're talking about when you first started out 15 years ago or, uh, you know, when you finally decided to pull the trigger on self-publishing, like you say, this is not necessarily a money-making operation. So what were you hoping to get out of this? Yeah. Uh, well, I would say if not, maybe, maybe it's millions of dollars. Hey, <laughs> not millions. Uh, but, uh, I, I have, you know, I, I might've shared with you before I read uh, the Lord of the Rings when I was 12 and, as soon as I finished it, I thought to myself, that's what I want to do. I, I mm. want to write. I want to do, I want to do this for people. What J.R.R. Tolkien just did for me. That's what I want to do for people. So I don't know. Um, you know, it was uh, Samuel Johnson who said, uh, no one, but a blockhead ever wrote for anything but money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a big blockhead, uh, because I just needed to write. I wanted to write. Uh, I didn't think a whole lot about, the financial side of it. I knew I needed a day job. I was advised to get one by a writer I met when I was uh, 13, 14 years old and says, Hey, great. Mm. You want to write, but uh, you probably need a day job. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did a PhD and all that. Um, and uh, became an English professor, but uh, I, I always knew I wanted to write. And so two years into my first full-time job, I started and I, uh, you know, I just, I really wanted to share that story with people. And I, 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 I have to be honest, I, I would love to be able to make a living as a writer. Uh, that would be amazing if I could get to that point. Um, I'm nowhere near that yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been successful to the degree that I've actually made a little money on, on the trilogy already. So that's great. Um, so it looks like something that isn't entirely impossible I guess, yeah. but you have to do a lot of things to put in a lot of work uh, and you need a bit of luck as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a subject that we can't really dig into because it's so unpredictable, yeah. but it's um, people ask me, you know, after a decade doing this podcast, uh, when are you going to write your book? <laughs> What's your yeah. book going to be about? Yeah. And I, I would love to answer with, oh yeah, it'll be out next summer. But ultimately I don't have whatever the motivation is for an individual person. I don't have that. I don't need, I don't have a story I need to tell. No. I don't have something I need to prove to myself. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever my motivation might be, uh, it's not there. So my book is not forthcoming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's an interesting question to ask yourself. Probably because you're saying, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's because you're sane. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd like to think so. Uh, <laughs> those closest to me might argue the point, but, uh, uh, but no, if you're thinking about writing a book, you better have a darn good reason because, yeah. you know, even just coming up with that core piece of content, that is a heavy, heavy lift. And then there are the hundred steps after that to actually get it out into the world. So, yeah. So it's a good question. I think, uh, you know, having your why. Now, uh, let's see. Chesky, Chesky Kurja on uh, Discord asks, uh, what was the biggest surprise with self-publishing? Ooh, ah, uh, wow. Uh, Think fast. Surprise. Yeah, huh. <laughs> um, 
maybe it was how much because it, look there's no way that anyone writes a book and believes 100% of the time this is the best thing ever everyone is going to love this you know you will have days when you think what am i doing this is just awful uh people are going to hate this you know and then you have days when you know this isn't too bad i think you know uh this 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 could be okay you know um what's been maybe my most pleasant surprise is the reaction of readers who have not just understood what i was trying to do but have told me that um it was an amazing emotional journey. I've had reader, readers tell me that I was crying through the last 20% of book three. And, and, and uh, I just found that so moving and thank you so much. And, and I was like, yeah, that's what I wanted. That's amazing. You know, some readers actually are, are getting out of this, what I was always hoping. And, and I guess uh, that's a, been a very satisfying thing to have just that surprised me how wonderful it feels to have the story come alive by having readers and people who are, are responding to the story. Um, it's, it's amazing. It's a really beautiful feeling. Yeah. It's uh, like I was saying earlier, the, the secret sauce is the right book with the right audience at the right time. And that second part of it, like, oh, it can be so nerve wracking for any, uh, what a crass term to put on this, but for any content creator, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's uh, kind of terrifying to put your stuff out there because what if nobody likes it, but your audience is out there. You just, yeah. it's just a matter of finding them and them finding you. So, yeah. which actually brings me to the subject that we mentioned earlier, but need to come back to, and that's marketing. Yeah. So traditional publishing promises or, or it, it can promise sometimes that hey at, at least people will get your book in their hands this way because a, a traditional publisher is going to take care of that marketing for you well unfortunately the reality is uh somewhat different i remember talking to um uh you know a, a an author that shall remain unnamed <laughs> who is uh one of the top authors at the number two or three publisher in the country of fantasy and science fiction, Tor being number one, right? And uh, I remember asking, why don't, do you ever want to jump ship and go over to Tor? He's like, look, if I go to Tor, I'll be number five or six on their totem pole. And that is high, hmm. that is high ranking. And yet I won't get near the resources that somebody like a Brandon Sanderson would, their number one guy at Tor, right. he's going right. to get a ton of concessions and resources. I'd much rather be number one at this other publishing house where they're going to give me everything they've got because right. I'm their moneymaker. Um, so that, that gives a little smart insight yeah. into <laughs> what, like even being a, a New York times bestseller and going to another publisher where you're, you know, number five or six on the list and you feel like you're getting hosed picture being a brand new unproven writer who gets picked up by a publisher and you know none of that marketing ever comes to pass they say you know hey we printed your book have fun selling it um yep. and so it's just one of those things about traditional publishing that uh, is often a misconception i think uh so were you looking forward to having a publisher do your marketing or have you always <laughs> been kind of prepared to do this on your own, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the only, uh, well, one advantage, of course, that traditional publishers have uh, or authors who go that route, who are fortunate mm -hmm. enough to go that route is that they will get your book into bookstores. Uh, and right. That, that's great. That said, if you look at the share of um, book purchases, that were online a decade ago and compare that to the share today, it's gone from like a third to a three quarters. Right. Most book sales are online right now. So yeah, there is that factor, but that's less and less and less important, frankly, um, as, as time goes by, there's never been a better time to self publish. And uh, the fact of the matter is the vast majority of traditionally published authors are going to have to do their own marketing, just like self-published authors. They're out there hustling on social media, just like we are. And um, they don't really have any advantage. In fact, you know, you look at um, the percentages will vary according to author, but if you're a traditionally published author, 
you're getting about seven, maybe 10% of each sale. Uh, and whereas uh, the deal uh, with Amazon, we can talk about <laughs> working with KDP or working with Ingram Spark and that sort of thing, if you like later, um, these are routes that you can go uh, when you're self-publishing. Um, but you're getting 60% of a physical book, at least uh, in theory. <laughs> There's, it's more complicated than that, but but you're getting a much higher percentage. Um, okay. And you're getting 70% if it's an ebook. Um, and that's just not going to happen for a traditionally published author. Um, so you're doing your own marketing anyway. Why not take the lion's share of the profit? Um, mm. So I think that's a, a valid question that anybody uh, should ask if they're thinking about publishing and, and they're not sure they're going to be in the top 1% of the authors on, on their publishing, uh, of their publishers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, you know what? I want to save that question for the very end. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I'll save that one. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure we get listener questions in there. Wombat, uh, who I believe is the artist formerly known as Combat Wombat. Uh, is he, you, Philip, are you planning on doing any self-publishing for future works? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I actually have a sequel already, uh, a draft written and I'll be editing, working on that this year. Uh, it's called Wild Darkness Gathers. Um, and I'm hoping to put that out this year. And then I want to continue. My ideal is that I can somehow uh, publish one book a year. That would be my goal. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That, and, that, that would be a, a remarkable clip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I cheer you on from the sidelines. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, your... <laughs> That actually kind of answers Lord Ash's question, which is, are you happy with your experience in self-publishing? The answer must be at least a qualified yes, because if yeah. you're going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's interesting. And your experience is probably largely driven by what <laughs> I perceive as your marketing um, uh -huh. which I, you know, I'm sure there's a ton, you know, that the duck's feet are going crazy under the surface and all that. There's a lot more that goes into it, but basically you are a content creator who has put yourself out there in the community and become known for, you know, this or that opinion or, uh, or you know, video that you put out there. Uh, and that is going to be big as well, right? Some of the most, yeah. Uh, successful podcasters are out there aren't podcasters. They're lawyers who start a podcast or they're publishers who start a podcast or they're sports stars who start a podcast. Right. And so it, it can kind of work the other way around as well, where, Hey, I'm going to put some content out there with my YouTube channel and get people to, to know and like, and trust me. Then yeah. when I put my book out, I've got a built-in audience to at least get the ball rolling, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. Has that been your experience? Um, yeah. I mean, I can't say I, I was smart enough to do any of this very deliberately. I actually, <laughs> I started writing before YouTube existed. Uh, I believe right. YouTube it wasn't around in 2004. And I believed that I would go traditional uh, and that didn't happen. And I was still though... Um, not certain of self-publishing when I started my YouTube channel in February of 2020. And the immediate motivation there was I had a fantasy novels course that I was teaching at my college that I had created. And this was supposed to be a supplement to my course. Uh, I thought, mm. hey, I'll just try a YouTube channel uh, to see if that'll make the course a little snazzier. I didn't know that their booktube existed. I didn't know uh, that people were talking about fantasy on YouTube. I thought I might be the first and I was <laughs> very, very far from it. Um, and I, I discovered a whole community, uh, which is another, by the way, great uh, uh, surprise for me. It shouldn't have been, uh, but it was a surprise and a wonderful one. The community that exists online is just wonderful. It's tremendous, very supportive, uh, wonderful people who are passionate about fantasy. So you're absolutely right that, that uh, things worked out well for me in that sense that uh, for the most part, I would say <laughs> having a YouTube channel has been a real net positive for uh, self-publishing and uh, marketing my book. It hasn't been entirely positive. Uh, you know, there are definitely people out there who um, are, for whatever reason, resentful, um, you know, of people who have booktube channels who publish books. Uh, I had people leave comments on my uh, videos saying, well... 
you're a booktuber, so your book is going to suck, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, never mind that I was writing this thing years and years and years before uh, I was a booktuber, but, you know. Uh, you know, and I've had even uh, worse comments. I've had horrible reviews from people who uh, apparently think that I'm the worst person in the world for having a YouTube channel and, and self Oh, no, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all know it. Yeah, must be true. <laughs> we all, I, I uh, it is, I, I love YouTube for the reasons that you point out. You never yeah. know who's going to find your content and there are people out there who will enjoy it. Um, but the YouTube comments section, I mean, second, <laughs> second only to maybe Reddit as far as major <laughs> social media channels, like as far as you better tread lightly around here. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. YouTube yeah, it's comments. crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I will say 99% of my interactions have been very positive. Oh, yeah. And yeah. People are very supportive. Um, but I, I just as a way of putting it out there to anyone who's considering this sort of thing, if you get to any point, and I'm, I'm still kind of a small channel, really. Uh, and, mm. and I, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I'm a fairly small channel, um, but I still am big enough to attract uh, some some colorful comments and uh, some some people who uh, are perhaps uh, playing at being trolls or what have you. Um, so <laughs> that's part of the deal. I'm just, you know, if you do anything public, you're going to have to deal with criticism. You're going to have to deal with people who just won't like you because you're yeah. trying. Uh, and, and that's part of it. You know, you have to have some thick skin, I think, in order to do, to, to have any kind of podcast or YouTube channel or to publish anything. Really. I was just going to say, yeah, it's <laughs> what, what would you tell somebody whose reason for hesitating on looking for an agent or self-publishing or whatever. I've got my book, but oh, I can't show it to anybody. I, I get too anxious. I get too nervous. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to like it. What do you tell that person? Believe in yourself. You know, believe in yourself. If you do the hard work, you go through the process. And, and again, if you can afford it, work with the editor, do all the right steps, believe in yourself and go for it. Uh, and at a certain point, you have to let go of your baby and uh, see how it does out in the world. Um, but, you know, you can choose what to focus on as well. I personally don't read negative reviews. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. feel, feel that that, uh, you know, unless it's clear that a person is trying to be helpful and constructive and that sort of thing, that's great. Um, but I don't focus on- Or maybe on you asked for it from an editor yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, that's great. I, I love constructive uh, criticism, um, but I choose to once in a while I'll go onto uh, Goodreads, which I, I've made my peace with uh, having to be present on Goodreads uh, as an yeah, author. Yeah. But uh, once in a while I'll go there and I'll read a, a five star review just to help me understand. Yeah, this is why I do this, you know, and, and some people like it. And so it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there will be people who will say mean things. Uh, and I just choose not to focus on that. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Which obviously easier said than done, but to the best of your yeah. ability, uh, focus on the positive. It's actually, uh, speaking of uh, Sanderson a few minutes ago, it's a great quote from one of his Stormlight books. What's the most important step you can take? The next one. Just focus on what's the next yeah. thing I need to do and stop yeah. worrying about well, when it's over, this might happen. You don't mm -hmm. know. Just take the next step, right? Great advice. Great advice. Let's um, <clears throat> let's start the process of wrapping up, but I want to do that by asking you uh, for any other specific pieces of uh, advice, any tools, any resources that you have found really helpful as a self-published author. You mentioned what was it, KVP or some? Yeah. What, the what was it uh, called? Yes, let me give you a few details. Uh, so yeah. it, there are, uh, first of all, um, various uh, uh, kinds of software you can get for the formatting. And I do recommend buying one of these. I bought Vellum, which only works with a Mac, uh, but I'm very happy with it. And You elitist. I can't believe it, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry about okay. that. Uh, so Vellum uh, for all you Apple users out there. For the Apple people, uh, Vellum. There are other programs out there and they tend to be a little bit cheaper. I can't vouch for them because I haven't used mm. them, but I will say I'm very happy with the way, if, if you like the way my, the inside of my book looks, that's that's Vellum, you know. Uh, they, they really 
makes it a lot easier for you uh, to do the I, format. I do, I do appreciate that you actually have margins. So yes. thank you. Yes. Thank you for yeah. that. So uh, then you have to choose where you're going to, uh, what platform you're going to use to publish. And I ultimately went with probably the two best known. Uh, one is KDP, which is Amazon's uh, uh, self-publishing wing. Uh, and so is that KDP? KDP? Yep, KDP. Yep, Kindle okay. Direct Publishing, I believe is what mm. that stands for. And it's really, I, I talked to several self-published authors uh, early in the process, and all of them said for eBooks, it's really kind of a no-brainer to go with KDP uh, mm. because they have the lion's share of the market and uh, you get 70%. You also can enroll in KDP Unlimited, which is a subscription service. And if your book is part of that, then people who are subscribed uh, can read your book. And that is a big, big uh, uh, source of uh, sales uh, as well. Um, so, mm. so if you're self-publishing, in terms of the ebook, most people will probably agree that KDP is the way to go. Now, in terms of the physical book, uh, paperbacks, I think you know, there are advantages to KDP, um, but then there are other, some disadvantages. So you should know that a lot of uh, libraries and other bookstores will not buy, they don't, they don't like to play with Amazon, so they won't buy books published by KDP. So uh, what some of us do, including myself, is I published the physical book with KDP, but I also published it with Ingram Spark, which is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, self-publishing platforms out there. And Ingram Spark uh, publishing there allows, let's say, um, Barnes and Noble to uh, allow people to order my book for, at least on their website. Um, and you can order. I've, I've noticed that it's in at Waterstones, it's in at Walmart, uh, all kinds of online places where they sell books. Uh, will sell my book, and that's always the Ingram Spark version. Uh, so I would advise you to at least do something like Ingram Spark for your physical. You may want to do. KDP as well. You can do that. You can publish with mm. both. Um, and one reason that I read about uh, is that uh, Amazon, other people don't like to play with Amazon, but Amazon likes to sell its own products. Uh, so <laughs> having published your book through KDP <laughs> might be a, a, a quicker way to get your book into people's hands. Um, mm. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I remember if anybody's having you know, you're in the car, you're not writing all this down. That's fine. Go back and listen to it again. Uh, yeah. You know, send it to all your friends and have them download it 10 times. That's fine. Uh, but if you're having trouble remembering stuff like this, uh, I'll tell you a story. Back when I first started podcasting, 2009, um, I had just discovered podcasts and I was working in radio and I thought, oh, this would be really fun. I, I want to do some podcasting and I had no idea where to start. I went to my university library and I bought, and I'm not kidding you, podcasting for dummies. You know, those yellow wow. books. Yeah. Uh, and I, I good, good investment. For, I think Craig, I was 15 bucks and yeah. it walked <laughs> me through kind of the stuff you're talking about. Here's this piece of software. Here's this thing to consider with, you know, going that route versus this route. Uh, and I just looked it up. There is, in fact, self-publishing for dummies. There we go. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I, I, I've not been paid to make this endorsement, and I'm not actually endorsing <laughs> it. But I'm sure that that and there are, I'm sure, many other resources out there that will kind of spell out those specific things. But it's nice to hear what you used, Philip, so that people yeah. can, uh, you know go uh, go do likewise uh, any other specifics that you think people should know about I don't none that popped to mind um, just like you said earlier though um, one of my favorite proverbs is is a Welsh one that says it's steady tapping that breaks the stone and you know just uh, keep at it if it's something if it's your dream to self-publish your book, there's nobody that out there that's going to stop you. You know, it's, it's, it's up to you. You keep at it, keep going. And at a certain point you, you do need to say, all right, I'm ready and uh, let it out into the world. Um, mm. But, but do that hard work uh, up front, uh, do that research, uh, find out what you, is going to work best for you. If you can afford it, work with those people who can help you put out the best possible product you can, you know? Um, and yeah. uh, that's, that's my uh, final word of advice, I suppose. 
I love that. You know, it, it, what, what do you say? It's the constant tapping that breaks the stone. Was that what it was? It's steady tapping that breaks steady the stone. Tapping. Um, yeah. you, it's, it's not, you're not going to miraculously, uh, have all of your dreams come true in one yeah. go. Uh, speaking of booktube, I remember talking to Daniel Green a couple of years ago. He and I were at a convention and we were chatting and he said something about, oh, go look at the first year's worth of videos on my channel. They suck, uh -huh. <laughs> but I kept making videos and I kept trying and I kept getting better. And eventually, you know, it's uh, it is that steady tapping. So, yeah, I really like that. All right. So my final question for you, and then I'll let you go, which is... Uh, predictions predictions for self-publishing is this you know while you think about it i'll tell you what is going through my mind i was telling you before we started recording i used to run a youtube channel about streaming cord cutting and streaming services and devices and all that stuff um and so i it, there are some echoes of our conversation here as far as, oh, we don't need that mega distributor. We don't need cable anymore. We can just put stuff out on our own little streaming app or whatever. Yeah. Um, and eventually it got to a point where the explosion had gone so far that the backlash began. And this was maybe a couple of years ago, the backlash of people saying, wait a minute, I have to buy 20 different streaming services. Wouldn't it be nice if it were all bundled in one location, we could call it cable. Um, <laughs> with your, it, I, so I'm curious about your prediction for self-publishing. Is it something that's going to keep on spreading and dominating publishing? Or do you see any possibility for a, a back, backlash at some point and people going, you know, that the old dinosaurs in publishing have their problems, but the structure is something we could use, right? This uh, getting together a whole bunch of authors publishing under one banner. What would that be like? You know, yeah, yeah. What, what do you see as the future of self-publishing? First of all, I, I don't think traditional publishing is just going to go away. I think that it, it has served its purpose. There are a lot of people who work in traditional publishing who are doing their best to bring out great stories, uh, and, and that will remain the case. However, I think that self-publishing is only going to be growing in the future, and that uh, you know we're already at a point, by the way, where there are more authors who are making a viable living as self-published authors than they are uh, than there are traditionally published authors. Um, so, and if you look at the average income of a self-published author versus the average income of a traditionally published author, neither one is very high. Uh, <laughs> but but these self-published authors are now making a little bit more on average than the traditionally published authors. Mm. So that should tell you something uh, about the way things are going. And I think it's just going to continue that way. If you're going to get in this game, though, you really have to be willing to play the marketing game. You got to put on that hat. That marketing hat is not optional. It is absolutely at the heart of this. I have a YouTube channel, Big Help. Uh, I, I putter around on Twitter as well. Uh, I should be involved. and stuff. And yeah. I mean, you should. You, you, it's a never ending thing. If, if you want mm -hmm. to be a writer, we can't, uh, you know, that, that old vision of, you know, you, with your quill and your vellum up in a, in a, in a medieval tower somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, that's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, it, you've got to be uh, willing to go out there and do it. But that said, with that caveat, I, I think that there's just so much energy, uh, so much, so many possibilities. Uh, you can get everything that a traditional publisher would get for you. Uh, you just have to be willing to go out and get it and have the ability to do it. Uh, in other words, the financial ability. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but you know that with with that, uh, if you're prepared uh, to do those things, uh, I think you can go pretty far. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I think of it as an investment, whether it's your time or your money. Yep. Uh, you, you know the putting in the money up front to get the editor, like you're talking about, and buy the software and and all of that, and then the investment of time yeah. in marketing and. Uh, all, you know, whether it's starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or just getting out to conventions or yep. whatever your guerrilla tactics might be, uh, think of it as an investment in yourself. And yep. 
you know, not every investment is going to pay off 20x, but some of them will. Uh, and even if it's only 1x, you get to make your money back and have the satisfaction of knowing that you did something big. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big deal. And right. don't quit your don't quit your day job too soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. After a, a success number one has to be replicated before it's uh, <laughs> yeah. before you can start thinking about that. Yeah. Right. No. Absolutely. Um, all right. Philip, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I, I'm, like I said, I hope people found this not only entertaining, but also informative. Uh, let this guide you in your self-publishing journeys or, you know, in your journey of reading self-published authors. Just yeah. understand that there's a lot more that went into it than just writing down the words you see. It's, uh, it's a big deal and they deserve your respect and attention. So, Philip. Thanks uh, uh, once again, and tell people the uh, the books they need to go check out. The Adan Trilogy, what are they called? Oh, uh, yeah. So first, thank you, Craig. I really appreciate you uh, inviting me here. Uh, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk to you uh, and uh, to share our love for, for storytelling. Uh, the Adan Trilogy, yes. Uh, so the first book is The Way of Adan, and then book two is The Prophet of Adan, and book three is Return to Adan. And they are all available. You can get them uh, from Amazon, if you wish, or you can get them from Barnes & Noble or any uh, independent bookstore that be, would be willing to order them. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, yeah, give them Philip's card somehow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, have them order a bunch of books. All right. And that'll all be in the show notes. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and let me know in discord what subjects you'd like me to take on in the future. And we will see about doing that. And I will talk to you all next time. 